So this is the Music Storm podcast where we discuss music from so many angles, from artists, producers, to listeners, but with the main interest with the music industry as a whole. Today, we got Ed from Apollo Suns joining me. How are you doing today, Ed? Uh, I'm doing uh, really good. Uh, yeah, it's... So, oh my god sorry my partner just came in that's Can all good uh are you are you going to work yeah oh okay <laughs> all right sorry that's all good <laughs> that happens <laughs> <laughs> i guess yeah, it's a busy um, household today <laughs> yeah it's just it's yeah with, with everything going on it's just like uh you know the holidays of course yeah. and then uh you know um just uh, my partner going back to work. Hi. Yeah, partner. Uh, she works in film, so it's her first Ooh. day on, on this new production. Ooh. Uh, Vi- Violent Night. Ooh, it's a doozy. <laughs> I have a friend that was in film, too. She's a hairdresser in film and everything, so she cuts their hair and everything, so she loves oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah. Um, sorry, so I should be introducing myself, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, so, uh, name's Ed Deroche. I'm the guitarist, band leader, um, manager-esque of, uh, of, uh, the 10-piece, uh, psychedelic jazz funk band from Winnipeg, Apollo Sons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been around since, uh, we've been active since 2016, released our first EP in 2017, uh, and then have toured heavily, uh, through, through Canada, um, yeah, uh, for the last few years and, uh, yeah. And then we just had, we had about 150 U S Canadian dates in 2020 that got obviously, um, interrupted. Yeah. Uh, and now we're just kind of navigating the pandemic and, uh, God, we rebooked about 150 of those dates for, uh, 2022 starting in April. So we're just like, fingers crossed and hoping at this point. god right yeah uh, we, we've been in this constant we had a band meeting last night and it's like a constant like gut check of like i hope this happens and it's like a horrible way to like navigate a business and develop and build and be like well fingers crossed like how many years do we have to say fingers yeah. crossed and the amount of money that you guys put into it and then you get canceled and then you lose money from this. And it's just, it's been terrible for you guys probably. And I feel so bad for you guys. About this. <laughs> it's been, it's been pretty, uh, yeah, it's, it's been tricky. Cause I mean, uh, yeah, we've definitely invested not as, you know, um, like a lot of money. Yes. Yeah. Um, but also like a lot of time resources. And I mean, th- you know, there's been a lot of, um, uh, lemonade being made out of the pandemic, which is great. I mean, we, we definitely, I, I feel utilized, uh, utilized the time, but, uh, at, at this point it's like, okay. So, so, so we use 2020 and 2021 to build heavily online while doing as much live and in-person stuff as we could and recording and doing live streams. But at a certain point, it's like, we can't, continue doing that over and over again in the live streams and i personally i'm just over them like i think generally they're just super boring oh yeah um and and and, and i mean like we we did a few and they went really well but at this point i've like i think musicians are kind of burnt out on live streaming and the public and listeners are like you know uh we want to see live music again that's the thing like even yeah. then i know so many artists that have not done 
like a live stream show or whatever since until like last year because everyone did that was the thing for 2020 i guess but then 2021 yeah. was like oh yeah let's start getting back into live music now which we did yeah. for a bit and then things now shut down again so it's like what works what doesn't what can we do at this point now right because yeah, yeah. it's uh and i mean yeah, it's getting to the point, like, because it's very hard to monetize live streams and a lot of work goes into them because we didn't, I, I, I never wanted to do like, and we never did the band on a couch with an acoustic guitar and it's like horrible audio. There's no production. Like we set up in a studio, got lighting, mixed it properly, got a film crew and did it properly. But that takes a lot of time, logistics, a lot of money. And, you know, we, we made a couple bucks on each of them, had some great presenters and we got a little bit of funding, but you know, like, like it's like a sunken cost. And, and I mean, I think it did build our audience a little bit and also kept some engagement going, which is great. Like we, we were very fortunate uh, that we, we had a lot of time to like build our audience and that's been great. And we've met and connected with a lot of new community uh, which is great, but at this point, it's like if we can't monetize those live streams to a point like of of a live show, which is super hard to do, um, you know. Um, besides asking for donations, and here's our PayPal link. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's it's really tricky to do, and and having gone and played live shows again, and like even gone to a bunch of other shows that like as an audience member, there's just something so amazing about feeling just the vibrations through the, through your feet and like through your body that I'm like, I was worried at the beginning of the pandemic that everyone was going to be like, we'll never have to play live shows again because live streaming. And then yeah, I'm like, immediately once live music came back and I started going to college, I was like, Oh, right. Like this is, human interaction and we respond chemically and emotionally to each other and through like sharing of endorphins and chemical responses and all of our senses we need that we are organic beings that <laughs> react and work with each other like you know when people are like i'm going to be a digital entity i'm like that's Yikes. not going to work out right because yeah. there's even then like there's also all these people all these young individuals in the scene and everything that are starting to come up from live music and you just kill that from them and it just it oh, just yeah. sucks it really sucks that it had yeah. happened and now we're slowly getting back but who knows at this point now yeah I, I i knew there would be bumps like i i knew there would be bumps in the first year of reopening uh, but this Omicron one is yeah. like, we actually had to cancel some dates out West. Like we had some nice uh, festival dates planned, but unfortunately yeah. those got, those bit the dust, but we're, we're very hopeful. I'm still extremely optimistic that our April runs starting in April will yeah. be okay. From what I've read and from actual experts and, and people that are not just like, spouting crap that like <laughs> this will be a fast wave and and, and a big step towards hopefully the end of this because you know like i you know like we all want to really get back to it and um and everyone in the band and myself like we really love the music and we love performing and and, and i believe in it i think it's a really positive thing and a great experience that we're doing but it's like uh, it's super hard to be like how long can we continue yeah 
planning and planning and and then pulling it back or yeah (laughs) it's been it's been rough like yeah you don't want to cancel any more shows and push it back like i know what is it there's break i don't know if you know breakout west is happening i think next month oh yeah yeah i'm actually a speaker Uh, i'm a speaker in one of the panels nice and and we've won a couple of western canadian music awards (laughs) yeah yeah i know that yeah i love i love your band so it's like it's cool that you you guys got to say yes to this and even then i've known you for years and everything but i really hope that breakout west does happen just because it's like so many artists awards and just it's a good community mm-hmm. of musicians just getting together for like a good weekend or two and everything. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And we see from the Omnicore variant. I don't know. Like it's up in the air. It sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, I and 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 the thing is, like, it's and being on that side, all of these festivals and conferences are like having to like. You're still promoting it they're still like hey it's coming up in a month but at any time we all know that it could be like postponed or canceled again and it's like you know like and and it's really uh stressful and and i and obviously it's been really hard for everyone involved um but just to like you know for anyone who doesn't run a small business or do something in this there's like a there's tons of stress like what you know (laughs) i'm like joking with my friends in our community it's like oh i i have like a stomach ulcer for the last like six months because it's like you know you're you're working you're working you're planning the team is like everyone's getting excited again and it's like (laughs) yeah yeah dang but so let's go to the beginning ed from Mm -hmm. apollo sons your music career what got you into music and the start of Apollo Suns, really? Uh, I mean, I started playing when I was like 15, 15 or, or no, even a little younger than that. It was like a horrible guitar, like one string on it or two strings, just terrible, super out of tune. Uh, but I remember, um, there, you know, it, I, I, I think my first sign of like liking music came from this like PlayStation one game called Parappa the Rappa. And it's like this play long song game. And it's like, and it's like, it was just like, you like created beats and it was kind of like guitar hero, but like without the fucking like, like stupid guitar thing, yeah, yeah, but you pretty much just like yeah. mashed buttons to like match up and it would like play these dope songs. I was like, Oh, this is cool. Uh, <laughs> And then, um, and then I, I really, and it's funny how video games, like video game soundtracks, like Final Fantasy VII, Zelda, you know, all these great RPGs and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Great soundtracks, great soundtracks. And a lot of my first exposures to like, and my first memories of loving music were that and like skateboarding videos. Cause like skateboarding videos had like great tons of great soundtracks as well from like all over like different genres uh and and i would watch those like religiously when i was like 12 to 15 and skateboarding a lot which yeah you know like you you watch your favorite skateboarding video and and then you're like oh this song's dope and then you wait to the credits you write it down and then you just jump in like that's how i got into like iron maiden and like the ramones 
Yeah, like That's Jamie awesome. Thomas in Welcome to Hell <gasps> skating to Hallowed Be Thy Name by Iron Maiden. I was like, this is amazing. What is this? And <laughs> just got super into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and from there, um, yeah, I, I, I was like skateboarding a lot. And then I like, and then I like got, and, and then I just got super into guitar. I just pretty much just like replaced that. And uh, yeah, and then from there, just practiced a lot. Uh, got, and then in, in when I was 18 or 19 or 20, started my first band, which was horrible. Um, but Everyone, I met- Everyone's uh, first band. Oh yeah, totally. Everyone's first band is horrible. <laughs> you know, especially when you're that age. The horse. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we um. So so in that first band, or I think the second band, I was playing with uh, this bass player named Dave Gannett, who ended up uh, we we played music in different bands for about uh, geez like seven or eight years, and we're in like uh, the band before Apollo Suns was Electric Soul, and that went around for about four years. We released two an EP and a full album and then toured a little bit, but that was like, that was like the mistakes band. So I, I was learning, I, I was going to Manitoba music and doing all of these like conferences, not conferences, but like DIY sessions and workshops of like how to book shows, how to book tours, how to social media, how to market, how to do this, that, and the other thing. And like a lot of one-on-one courses. Uh, so then, um, so, so that band was great for like, making all the wrong choices, playing way too many shows, not knowing how to network or how to build like a buzz, you know, uh, it was, yeah. It was a startup for Apollo. Yeah, totally. It was, and and, and it was great for that. Uh, So then that band broke up, of course. Um, And we had a year and I call this like the purgatory year. And we were, we went under the name uh, Electric Soul Orchestra. And what we would do is, the three of us, so Dave, myself, and then our drummer, Seth, at the time, uh, would just freeform improvise sets, but we would uh, invite for every show different musicians up to join us from horn players or keyboard players, uh, a flautist, uh, you know, and like different yeah. percussionists. So we would have a different lineup for every year. Uh, and then we would just promote the shows um, as they came up. And we played a few of these. Uh, and then we got asked on in like July of 2015 to play uh, the Centennial Concerts Hall uh, Piano Noble Gallery, which is like the second floor kind of gallery thing. A friend was putting on an art show and they wanted some entertainment. So we like we pretty much set up in a circle with with our gear and just improvised like a 45 minute set. And some people filmed it like on their phones and like sent us. And, and the crowd response to that of us instrumentally just coming up with stuff and jamming and seeing how much fun we were having was so much better than Electric Soul. Like people were just already enthusiastic about this like purgatory band <laughs> that, that Dave and I were like, why don't we just do this? Like, let's stop singing and trying to be the Mars Volta. Let's, you know, like, let's just do this get some horn players and build this like instrumental thing where it's like fusion prog jazz funk and whatever we want whatever whatever we want it to be and like actually so so at that point um 
personally, I was going through like a really heavy, like, um, breakup with like a long-term partner. Mm. So after that, it was like everything, it was, it was like a, it was like a starting point and a, and a new beginning for like everything in my life. Like I, I found a studio apartment that was super small and cheap. So I could just save a bunch of money and invest into the band. All I did was practice and go out to shows and work and and just like woodshed and and then we just like rehearsed a lot um and then so everything was like like let's Building just up. yeah yeah exactly and it was like it was a singular it was just a singular goal i was like like no more messing around electric soul was where i made all my mistakes no like no more bullshitting like let's like let's like let's do this let's like do this. and as soon as apollo sons um, even from our first show, the enthusiasm and response um, was great. And then that number built and we had more and more people coming out to shows and more people. And then we started adding horn players and musicians and just getting better at just, you know, being more honest, you know, like when you, when, when you're, you know, I, I find that I, well, I found personally, like in, in, in my twenties, I was just dicking around. And like, just, you know, just doing whatever, um, you know, partying way too much and like, but like also playing a lot and like getting experience, but not really being honest with like what you really need to do to, to build a business and build a band and develop. And it's a lot of work and it's a ton of sacrifice. I didn't see my friends nearly as much as I would have loved to from the point of being 26 till till present because it was like what do i need to do is it better to go out and party for a night or should i be doing research and sending emails and shedding and writing and making my database of every venue across canada and all this so like and putting all these systems in place so that's kind of how it started and then once i kind of like i don't know i'm, I'm a pretty like obsessed determined ambitious person so once i put my mind on something it's like everything else becomes for better or for worse to the dismay of my partner and family you know once I, once i get this blinders on everything else is like it'll take care of itself yeah you know yeah i i love that you had a set plan going in motion and how you were building it up and everything like there's a lot of new bands in the winnipeg scene really does not know what probably you've done as well just like trying to get those venues, get those connections, and they still don't. Even some of these young artists that are about, as well, their 20s, they still don't know what to do in this day and age with music. And you've been in the scene for so long, and I know that. And I'm like, it's awesome that you know this stuff, and it's just, it just amazes me how much you know so much in the scene, and just in general, the Winnipeg scene, the Manitoba music scene, and just, yeah, like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been like a lot of like, uh, just, just, just hustling. And, yeah. and, you know, like, I didn't know what I didn't know and, and, until I knew. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how anyone is, you know, like, you got to go out and um, you got to do something about it. That's the thing. Yeah. And I mean, I went to every workshop and seminar and met everyone and uh, for better, for worse. And, you know, you, you go and, and you find your people. So now it's interesting because like 
now I'm at the age and Apollo Suns is like, we've been around for five years and now we're starting to go internationally and like into the US and the UK. And we have like a, we have like a full team and a label. And, and now it's like, people are like, oh, like, oh, you're successful now. And it came and like, and then, but because they've only been a fan or known of us for a year, they think it's like that, you know, like people, you know, when people see, like oh you like oh it's a lot of luck and and there's like oh this band came out of nowhere no band comes out of nowhere you know like or, or no business even like people don't yeah you have to like, yeah, yeah people I, don't pay attention to to the grind years usually you know we definitely have our fans from from day one and yeah. and they're still coming and they're still supportive and we we keep a really like close relationship with them but there's a lot of new people that you know, like who, who don't know the backstory or, or the 10 years of grinding and like the 10 years of no's and rejections. And now it's like, you know, now, now things are starting to build and that, that, that critical mass is starting to build, you know, where like it starts, you know, in, uh, especially in Canada, you know, where we've done a ton of work, it's, it's starting to propel itself a little bit more, which is very exciting, but also a whole new dynamic of like, you know, a whole new work dynamic and responsibilities and accountability and, you know, just like, you know, <laughs> just okay. keeping every, everything together, you yeah, know, like it. Yeah. I, I, totally understand that on so many levels and aspects of that but going back on what you said with your jam sessions and everything how much of your songs are actually that you've released are improvised is it all of them or is it just from band practices that you guys just like yeah this is the next song that we're going to release and everything here um uh we haven't improvised a full song in quite a while actually mm -hmm. now we're pretty now like there is a lot of improvisation in, in our music and especially when we're like conceptualizing or kind of jamming in, in like the rehearsal space some things do come out of just like a warm-up riff and then like like dark knight for instance was like a warm-up riff like the the bada 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 da 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 what what was aaron warming up on Barry and I was like what is that you know like what is and he, and he was he was like he was just riffing on like a too many zoos thing just like making fun of too many zoos um like which we love you know like, like that band is dope and moon hooch as well uh but and then we just started jamming on that and uh and I came up with the 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 course melody like that rehearsal and then from there we like we, we jammed on it a bunch and then so what kind of happens now because we're all like the band is all uh you know have jazz majors and like mm. some of them have compositional majors so now it's like we we kind of jam on stuff and kind of like feel it out and then once we have an idea of like oh this song is going to make it to like the you know it's not going to end up on the editing the cutting room floor as they say uh and then we take it and then do a bunch of arranging on it, do the horn voicings kind of like, and then, you know, like, like, like cut the fat. Cause we are trying to make like, you know, um, like intentional, like, like um, very like developed, you know, but not over, overproduced yeah. or overdeveloped. It's kind of like this fine line. 
like, like there's certain things that yeah. yeah and like you know like some like there's been certain songs where i've kind of been like ah, i feel like we look we kind of worked on that too much to a point that it took away that yeah, initial energy. Uh, yeah, I I totally understand. There's so many bands yeah. that put so much heavy level on production and everything, or there's too much of this certain sound in this that you just gotta lay it back a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we've been really like, and uh, then we're going into record a new album in March. Uh, we were supposed to be starting the recording on Thursday, but we we decided to push it back uh for obvious reasons we pushed yeah. it back by two months um so but with these new songs i feel like it's a really good mix of like now i feel like we've developed the apollo sun sound over three eps and we're, we're kind of shedding our influences like obviously they'll be there mm-hmm. and you'll and you hear them because nothing is ever truly original at this point you know, like, like your ideas are just an amalgamation of everything you know and have heard or learned or perceived, right? So, but I feel like now we've refined all of, you know, everything that we've kind of been messing with into a definitive, like, oh, this is what Apollo Suns is. And it's like a little bit of this and a little bit of that and yeah. a sprinkling of that. So, um, but there is some improvisational uh, period, um, like, passages on the new album and 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 live especially with horns improvising entire thing with horns and getting everyone on takes a lot of trust and a lot of time and a lot of like hours spent together but now with like the more solidified lineup coming out of the pandemic uh we're very there's a lot more trust and on stage we're starting to improvise more and more um so 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 that's fun uh which is kind of like yeah yeah yeah. so i I feel like um uh, kind of taking that first kind of like idea of like from from the purgatory year of like of like when it was just improvised and it was super raw and there was a lot of crash and burn moments but there's also a lot of like really dope awesome like things came out really great moments so now i think we're like learning like okay how can we write and develop a song that is like because we are trying to be catchy we are trying to make it fun and interesting for non-musically trained people like like this is one thing that like sometimes with like okay like like I love jazz and like niche genres and progressive, but I'm like, we, we try to take all those things we love and like, like, okay, how can we write something that the, the common listener who doesn't have theory or won't pick up on certain things will dig, but also heady enough that we're like, Oh, this is fun. And we've even had people be like, Oh, that was like, they'll like talk theory about a section of one of our songs. And and I'm super into that. I think that's cool. But also like having like people who don't know anything about music theory, just dig it. And, and it resonates with them, you know, because it, you know, at the end of the day, it's about, being inclusive and and like making sure everyone can feel something regardless of who or what or where they are or you know whatever wherever they come from like it's just a space that it's just dope music and it's for us and it's for you and you're a part of it we're a part of it and we can you know it's it's all about you know being together with it
Yeah, I love that. Like for your new sub actually. So like is there a plan for like a single dropping soon or do you are you just going to wait until the record's fully done and then you're just going to start dropping stuff for it? No, we're going to be dropping stuff like, you know, obviously with like listening habits now and singles being very uh prevalent and um and i mean but our demographic loves albums like we sell a lot of albums and we sell a lot of like uh cds and and like you know people talk uh, about having that. yeah like people talk about having a box of cds under their bed for like a hundred years that's not us you know like we like we like we move them uh but but we put a lot of time into like the full concept of an album but we also understand like you know you have to be able to adapt to to habits uh, like consumption habits so so there are songs that were like okay this is kind of a single that you know or, or like like what is a single anymore this is like a song that can stand by itself you know um so we do have a couple that we are planning obviously i wanted to have one released sooner than later but with um but we do have we do have a treasure chest full of like tons of live live recordings so we might start just like uploading and releasing live cuts until we can get more studio work out you know j just to keep feeding that algorithm and keeping spotify and their people on their toes listening. yeah 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 i like that i love that i'm i'm excited for yeah live apollo sons i think you guys would do well for, for that i think in the spotify algorithm i think maybe oh yeah yeah you just i mean we've released a uh, a few live tracks over 2021 uh we did two two live tracks and then oh no no that's 2020 so we did uh, a couple live tracks and then in january of 21 we did another live track and they all went really well like we just were like i mean okay so what do we have what can we release like let's just keep it going uh uh, I should talk to the label and kind of set up a couple of releases. Ooh. That'd probably be a good idea. <laughs> I'm just giving you ideas right now. Let's go. <laughs> Perfect. If you could write my marketing plan and like, <laughs> that'd be All great. Right. This is a plan that we're doing on this day, Ed, and then this day. I got, I got you covered, Ed. I got you. <laughs> so, Thank you. No problem. <laughs> what do you suggest to someone that's starting to get into music right now? Um like music or the music business because they're two very I different know, things but i say let's do first with just regular music not the music business yet but just uh music and everything yeah yeah anyone picking up an, an instrument learn learn as many songs as you can by ear um and and just get them and learn and like figure them out and learn every part of the song so that you learn how how every piece of the song works together to form a whole like how the chords relate to the melody and what harmonies what what are the drums and the bass line doing how much space each instrument is leaving for the other instruments um because it's very important um a lot of new players myself included overplay um, and don't listen. They, they play more than they listen, you know, so um, it, it takes a long time to learn. <laughs> learn that. And some people never learn that. 
it, it takes so much. Myself included at times. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and 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 play with you know uh, if you can play and jam with people that are way better than you because it is a language. You know, like you know, babies learn how to speak English because ev- or speak language, uh, whatever it is because you're constantly speaking it with them and, and they're having a chance to, wow. to speak with masters who, you know, I've been talking for 32 years now. So, you know, like and any adult, right. Anyone miles, I'm in a meeting, dude. Um, <laughs> just give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. Yeah. Fucking d- d- dad life, dad, <laughs> musician life. Dad um, music. Yeah, uh, this is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, just like, you know, start jamming with as many people as you can who are better than you. Um, and then uh, w- once you've done that, learn as many instruments as you can. Um, you know, being a guitarist, I'm now learning how to play piano and bass. And it's just it is just very good. Um, and fundamentals, you know, learn learn rhythms and how time works. You know, um, yeah, yeah. The, the the those are my because like these are things that I neglected for years and now are having to really shed and focus on fundamentals and like very basic things. I practice in my like practice sessions every day of putting on a metronome and just clapping out different rhythms that I should have been doing ten years ago, and 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 now. Yeah, and now and the consequences of you not doing those. Yeah, now I didn't brush my teeth for ten years musically, and now I'm like, oh god, I've got to scrub the plaque off because I have shitty time. You know, <laughs> oh god, I'm so sloppy. My technique is terrible. Why didn't I floss? You know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I totally get what you're saying with that. But what about yeah. the music business side now? How about like getting into that? Side? Yeah, the music business side. Um... And I think it's really important to kind of set goals as both a musician and individual. And if you're playing with a band, set band goals and they can be very big and ambitious. I think that's great. And then you kind of work backwards from what are your goals? If, and, and talk honestly as a band and as a musician with yourself and with others of what everyone perceives as of success. Some people are just happy being weekend warriors playing in cover bands. And others like myself, want, I want to travel the world. I want to play big festivals, uh, sell out big rooms. Stadiums. And like, yeah. you know, and, and I don't ever want to work a day job or do anything that I don't want to do ever again. Um, you know, I don't want to flip eggs anymore at Stella's. Fuck that shit. It's so meaningless and pointless, you know. Um, no <laughs> I worked there for ten Stella's, years, so but... so I've I've earned my shit talking of Stella's. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but uh, and but you know, like really be honest with yourself, uh, because the 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 music business is really challenging. It's very competitive and there is a lot of support and people are really great. And like a lot of people, when I was coming up, shared their knowledge and advice and contacts and showed me how to navigate it. But even with that, it's still very hard because, 
you know, um, and a lot of times I think it's important for people to understand that you can be the most talented person in the world, but without a work ethic and hustling and grinding, you still will most likely not make it. You could have the greatest song and you, you need to know how to market it, promote it, get it out there because millions of songs are uploaded to Spotify a year. That could be great, but no one hears them because uh, there is so much out there. So I think it's like, or you got to really sit down and, you know, you can be a musician and play music every day of your life and love music, but that doesn't mean you're going to love the music industry and the business. Yeah. And personally, I love it. Like I love mm. booking. I love navigating, managing, getting wins, but it's super stressful. And it, like I've had for every yes, we've gotten, I've gotten 10 no's um, and it, you know, when rejections and, and all this and like, you know, not yet. Um, and tons of scream fest and like throwing, th throwing, you know, like going into my basement and like, you know, throwing Tupperware and like smashing something. Cause it's like, you know, you were, you know, when you believe in something and it's just, you know, you get three pieces of bad news in a day. It's just, it overwhelms. You know. It sucks yeah, when you yeah. get that. Yeah. And nothing yeah. goes in your way with the music industry because everything always crumbles fast toward you every single moment that you put your mind to it and put oh yeah into it and and like some things you can work so hard on and like a certain show or a tour or whatever and, and it could fall apart or you know the van breaks down or the bass player has to fly home and you have to and your trumpet player who kind of plays bass has to take over which happened to us on a tour we had to show fred all the bass lines and rehearse and find a jam space before the first night of tour, because we lost our bass player uh, like eight hours before. And we're like, oh, my God, um, oh. it worked out great. It was a great tour. But, you know, you got to be very resilient and very thick skinned and, and know how to take care of not only like yourself and everyone, but also how to stay healthy and be how to help like your mental health. And I think that like music, uh, the music industry and business although it's getting better does not really talk about the culture of itself yeah. because like it's it's a until 2 a.m or 3 a.m you know like you play the show and you you schmooze with your fans or you like we always stick around and I, and I shake hands and I talk to every fan I'll go around the crowd and I'll, and I'll talk to everyone and just to make everyone feel that they are appreciated mm -hmm. and and a part of it and, and then it gets to be three in the morning and you got to load out and you got to drive to your hotel or your Airbnb or your, your floor that you're sleeping on, whatever the case is and whatever stage you're at. And it doesn't really get talked about. It's starting to now, but how to take care of your body and your mind, because like you got to, you got to stay sharp and to really execute and you're running, especially on tour, you're running on adrenaline at all times. It's like a hurry up and wait and then be on fire type thing. You know, like um, even on the downtime, you're still like, you know, especially being the band leader, my gears are turning at all times. And am I doing everything I can right now to make sure that this show is sold out or this, you know, and, and um, also making yeah. sure that your band's all right there mentally and just prepared. Yeah, for the and show. feeling like, good and checking in with them. You know, like you, like as a band leader, I take on a lot of like, and and obviously everyone has their own and their health and their mental 
health is their responsibility, but I also feel somewhat accountable and responsible for it as well, um, which is a, which is a learning which is a learning um, kind of um, dynamic and a learning experience as well. But um, I think that yeah, like uh, I, I don't know what my overall point was, but just you know, just making sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. Um, and, and that includes like sleeping properly, exercising, uh, taking care of your gut, eating well. And like, cause you know, like since I've started getting in now in my thirties, I've started getting way more into my health. And what I've seen is now that I'm exercising regularly and eating well, and like making more home cooked meals, eating better, like just better source stuff. And like, not eating pizza pops, but just, you know, like eating more, eat, you know, figuring yeah. it out, you know, yeah. having better, more fermented food, taking care of your gut. And, and that has helped my mental health because, you know, like there's tons of studies that show like your gut health is entwined with all parts of your body and taking care of your back is, you know, like all these things, you, your body is an ecosystem, right? It works with itself. So anyway, if you're going to get into the music industry, understand that it is not here to promote good health. And that is on you. <laughs> Make sure you're taking care of yourself. Just, Just because you have drink tickets for free at a show doesn't mean you have to drink. <laughs> you know? I love that. I love that motto that you have there. What's that? It's a good motto. Just, just drink at a show or just don't drink in general. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, you know. It's it's weird to be to to, to not drink at a show, but yeah. I I honestly I'm like I don't I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, like even then, like I'm a photographer. I don't drink at shows because then I know, hey, I have to be weary. Oh, I I might mess up the shot now. So it's like, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. good. I I'm also at work. Like you know that that's one thing. Like th this is my job and career, and I love it. And and then, like I I, I work on it like eight to 10 hours a day. Like this is, you know, I'm there to provide entertainment and we're there to provide and, you know. Your service and everything for yeah. these bands or these- Be professional. Yeah, you gotta be yeah. professional in your job and this is your job and then, yeah. Yeah, I've worked with bands and I've worked and we've been on festivals where you can, you know, a band isn't professional and like, and then, you know, it's not like inadvertently like the crew is shit talking them, but I've been in a green room where the stage manager comes in and they're and just offhanded is like, man, that effing band, they went 20 minutes over and like, you know, this person yeah. just vents and you're like, oh, they're not being hired. And then that person, if, if someone asks, because uh, the music industry is all about networking and connections and like, you know, and, and even if you're not friends with someone, you should be professional when you work with them because everyone talks to everyone, you know, oh, how was that band when you booked them here? Oh, they were great. Book them, put on a good show, professional, easy to work with, or they were, oh, they were dicks. They showed up late. They didn't have a stage plot. And then they, they played over their time. That band's not getting hired again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah yeah i i see it all the time from horror stories and also shows and just from band tour videos and that it, it just it's terrible on how these labels these promoters and all these people are just like yeah screw the band and that i'm like no like 
there's stuff going on as well but also it's just like yes you have to be in this time frame you're supposed to play at this certain time and everything it's just yeah yeah and and, and also like obviously think things go wrong stuff happens you know like we've having toured a bunch like some things just happen and as long as you're doing the everything you can in your power to make sure that things are running and like sometimes you can't help when a flat tire happens in the middle of like rural bc and you're like well we called caa we've been in touch with the venue we've called we'll try to make it there and you know we're, we're doing everything we can and, and people are like okay yeah totally but you know th there's like a difference you know like even if everything goes wrong and we've had shows where everything goes wrong no one shows up and and and, on, and the venue is still like you know you worked your butt off you tried your best and we would love to work with you again we'll 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 just make it a we'll we'll just figure out what didn't work and just massage those areas and um you know yeah know. yeah going off of that like i know you mentioned that you guys are on a label now and everything so like how mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about get artists getting into labels like do you suggest like new artists to get into labels or if they shouldn't like what is your take on i guess labels and the industry now i don't think you need a label to be successful i think that's like the old school mentality like the archaic kind of like yeah you need a manager you need this you need this and you need a label um because you can release music for free now yeah generally like you know Bandcamp. Um, and, and there are tons of like digital Services. distributors, yeah. uh, TuneCore, CD Baby, you know, all those, uh, DistroKid. Um, you know, I like, I would never tell a band that they need to be on a label. And we, we, I mean, we we're five years in and we started working with the label and, and it just made sense because I love their roster. I really, they're, they're great working with the musicians. It's very collaborative. It's not a major label. It's like, we we're going to work with you and we're going to collaborate on like the timelines. We're going to have, you know, we're just going to work with like, and they're, they're never barking down our throats about like, they need this, this, and this, okay. they, or no, we're not releasing this song. Like, and we have a lot of discussions about everything that's going on and they're very artist friendly. Um, and they have a lot of connections in like our scene. Um, but because they're independent, they don't have a ton of money. So, so there's like a trade-off. The thing about like uh, major labels is that, you know, um, they're, they're like super predatory. They, you know, like they they sign you up the 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 agreements are never great and you know they hand you a bunch of money that you think is yours but really the advance is just an advance you pay them back and then they take everything oh, wow. they, they they take a lot of it and then the, and then there's this new this new thing called 360 deals where they get cuts of your merch your tickets all this that and the other thing and they've also started tipping the scales on, on especially Spotify, where labels get paid way more cut of the pie than, than an independent distributor. Ooh. So, yeah. So, Ooh. I mean, yeah, like it's, it, it's kind of, like, you know, anyway, it's, it, it's kind of like a, this tip scale type thing, but anyway. Um, so 
I, I do think la- like there are great labels out there, but yeah. you don't need a label to be a successful artist. There are tons of artists making a living and supporting and supporting their families, not on a label. Yeah, independently. And now we have this new age of stuff like, of course, you probably have not gone into like, you know, TikTok and all these other like new <laughs> social platforms that are blowing up back to music marketing. Like, yeah. There's so much stuff in musicians' hands now that they could promote mm-hmm. their music in now that they couldn't before, probably in early 2000s days, of course, now. But, like, yeah, it's yeah. there's so much in your fingertips now that you could blow up now. Yeah, everything is, yeah, a lot faster, communications faster, you know, um, yeah. So I, you, you don't need any any team you don't even need, you could literally do it all yourself. But as you start scaling up, you know, like I, I'm able to book Canada myself and having now built a a, bun, uh, a ton of net uh, connections and a big network and like having proved ourselves and have a good track record. But we're now going into the US and looking internationally. I, I can't manage all of those things. So, you know, we brought on a manager and we looked for one for a couple of years and we finally found the right person. And we have two agents in the US and because there's just way more yeah, markets. Yeah. Like even then, like getting promoters and also there's so many venues in the States and there's so many cities oh, yeah. that you need to figure out what's the right niche for your also like your music that's the thing because yeah. each, each state's probably different for music right so yeah and it's like three you know there's 340 330 million people there so there's just so much more there and like there's more opportunities more people to network with so you know moving into the international markets we scaled up our team which comes with a whole new set of costs and time management and more meetings and you know way more zoom meetings and all that you know just to keep everyone keep the wheels turning um yeah but you you know you can keep it in-house for quite a while and save yourself some money because you know every team member costs something you know (laughs) like yeah everything does so like are you are you happy about like music streaming services now or are you like not for it still or like what do you think about that? I think mu- music streaming in uh, services are great. Like I love yeah. Spotify. Uh their artist discovery is great. I've personally as a listener discovered and found so many bands that I love that I might have most likely never have heard of before oh, yeah. from all over the world doing super cool stuff that then influences the music that i that i make um i yeah I, I love streaming services what i don't like is the fact that they get to parade around spotify says they they don't make a profit because when your owner owns half your stocks and you have shareholders and then you get to say you don't make a profit but really that's not true because people who are shareholders are making tons of money on on spotify and then you're going and be like oh we're investing these profits back so you are you are actually making money but the where it's going to is 
not profit because the the whole idea of the the stock exchange and like economics is bullshit you like 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 we put our fingers on the scale and we allow these people like you know it's like you know and like anyone saying that a a, a multinational conglomerate because it isn't posting a profit because it's it's just selling off shares and like you know all, all these things that they manipulate and then Spotify gets to say that, oh, we're not, uh, we, you know, we've been in the red these last eight years. Like, no, that is complete bullshit. That is complete bullshit. Daniel Eck, you are a piece of crap. You like, <laughs> like, like he is, he exploits, like, like, the, like he is an exploitive, like predatory, like person, like, you know. Paul anyway, like we're calling you out there, Spotify CEO. <laughs> yeah yeah watch out watch out we're gonna take you down let's if, go if, if, if all adele can do is get them to take away the shuffle thing we, we have no pull like we like like the thing is like and like millions of spotify users and artists could take down their music and not use them and they wouldn't even notice like yeah the only way that spotify will change what they're doing is if universal and sony like were to be like we're pulling all of our artists off like bye bye drake bye bye justin bieber bye bye beyonce and all these billy eilish and all these you know and taking away that's the only way that they would change and the record labels aren't going to do that yeah the labels don't care about artists like they don't you know like those major labels uh you know they're you know they they are not in the music business for music they're there mm. for business Re you know so um, having said that I, I do love streaming services but as as an artist and a musician and i would never i they're they're not they're not consistent revenue streams some yeah. people do really great and there there is a lot of people that are making a living like what is it like 43,000 people uh, our artists and musicians and groups are making a living off of Spotify streaming revenue, which is amazing. That's great. Yeah. Um, that, that's super dope. Um, but I would like to see more transparency and like, actually like, like, can, can we just call it for what it is? Like, don't like, I, like if Spotify, I don't like that. They're like, Oh, we love music and musicians. Like, you can just say that you're in it for the money. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Don't like, don't like, like I hate it when big companies like that say that they're, oh, we're here for you and people like, 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 like when TD or Scotia Bank says, oh, we're here for you. Oh, no, yeah. you're not. <laughs> no. no, you're not. And that's okay that you're not, but don't pull that crap. Like you don't, you don't have to pretend that you're here for my retirement or you're going to take care of me or you're here to help us. You're not, it's fine. Like, but you know, I'm going to outlive you before that happens. Damn <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah. But Jeez. you know, like it, anyway, we're getting really political right now, yeah. but, um, <laughs> but I think it's important to like, to talk about as well, like to, to know what you're dealing with. But um yeah i mean like uh so streaming like i would never like don't consider a consistent revenue yeah. stream although it can be great i mean you know we we do fine yeah from it but but we have multiple revenue streams which i think like like diversity is really good like back in the day you can make all your money off touring and album sales and then as the record 
uh, industry started to crumble with streaming and illegal downloading and, and piracy, you have to now find other ways to monetize your skills. You know, like I write grants for people, I do consulting, I help manage other people's bands and I get paid for that. Nice. And then we have other stream as a band, we have other uh, revenue, uh, revenue streams, you know, like, you know, touring merch tickets, we have crowdfunding stuff, we have a Patreon, we have royalties and streaming, like we have a ton of, you know, it's about getting as many streams, uh, revenue streams as you can. So don't think of streaming as like some people can, you know. Um, can. But yeah, <coughs> yeah it, but. it's yeah. There's so much aspects of streaming, but don't rely on streaming as your number one money yeah. maker because it's not going to be. Like yeah, like un un unless you are writing like some people literally. I know some bands that write Spotify songs. Like I've talked to them, yeah. and they literally just write a song that they they hope and pray and do everything they can with all the data they have and information to write a Spotify song that it'll just get picked up. And like, and even if you look at songs on TikTok, a, a TikTok song is just a beat yep. with like a potentially tracks. some sort of melody, but they're not really songs, but then those songs go viral. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see, and I'm kind of worried that like, because our consumption habit has now gone from like a minute video to 30 seconds to 15 seconds are we supposed to pack in the hook into a song within the first second um because like which is like some songs do that like pop songs have the hook right there and then it's just three minutes of a hook but there's not a lot of substance there a lot of the time for me personally um so i'm, I'm just kind of interested to see how uh but i Musical i feel like change. even yeah. Yeah, but I also think that like there there will be those people and those that resonate and like get into that world, but there will always be people that love like the long form, the album, the listening experience, and the live experience. Like some people just want to do live streams and watch Twitch all day, which is cool. I know a lot of people who do not want to do that, and. Um, so, you know, it's, it's also just about like finding where you fit and where I fit and where, and, and, and like, and then, you know, just like yeah. be a part of that community. Yeah. Music's you know? not going to go anywhere anytime soon. Oh, music. no, not at all. In general, digital music, anything of that sort. People say, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's, mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, like to me, like music is like the fundamental force minus stupidity in like yeah. the universe you know <laughs> like you know like like me like, like music is just so insanely powerful yeah. and everyone has a song or a thing or a tune or a or something they hum every day throughout you know like um i've only met one person who said they didn't like music and i'm like really? like what is what yeah do, do you don't have a soul <laughs> what is what is wrong? Are you okay? <laughs> are you what 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 can I do to help you? Yeah. You mean, <laughs> like, they have to at least like one song. That that can't be physically or I can't fathom that. That can't be possible. That'd be so like you never you've never tapped your foot. Yeah. You know. Like that I I well, Ed, if you could have like listeners and fans remember you about one thing about yourself what would it be 
Oh man, that's a really yeah. weird question. Weird question. <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> about myself? Well, yourself um, in the band. I don't know. Oh yeah. Um, oh man, I don't know. I don't think it's important for any of them to remember me. But if you could remember Apollo Sons or check us out, um, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Nice, nice, nice. I like it. Um. Yeah, please check us out on all of our socials. We'll be touring. We've got tons of music up, lots of videos, all the things to keep your consumption habits very high. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Okay. What is there any like local music that you've been listening to that you want people to check out at all or no? Uh Dr. Henry, the new band, uh, is, is really great. Uh, really love the band that he's put together. Uh, he was our bass player for a tour as well. Uh, he was like a sub. It was really great. Um, but I, but I love his new band. Um, that's good. Uh, although not my style of music, typically I do like Julian's daughter. Uh, they've got a really fun kind of abstract, but really yeah i dig it um hopscotch battle scars i'm gonna give a shout out to again not a grindcore or heavy metal or but i i love the band they're super nice folks and they're really like they're really yeah really groovy really great groove metal as well um mariachi ghost is a big favorite of ours mahogany frog of course uh freddie and the fire nation uh, again, an ex Apollo Suns member doing their own thing, which is great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's tons of great local bands yeah. out there. Um, yeah, there's lots of great bands everywhere. Yeah, um, and in every single market, there's always great bands. Yeah. 